Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up. Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about So now you're in And now you won't drag out What's up fam? It is Wednesday, November 13th, 2013 You're checking in with your smoking nephew on Blaze and Ride backstage I'd like to welcome the shot to my batter and watch, Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, how are you? Good, how are you, mate? Hey! Good, all right, mate. Hey, mate. As long as mate. we got each other, we got the world spinning right in our hands. There ain't a shine all the time. We got each other, sharing the laughter and love, sharing the laughter and love. <laughs> yes, oh my God, you are so adept at these Tommy James songs. <laughs> thank you, sir, thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk you about that. Sweet cherry wine, mine. <laughs> well, he can't drink that no more. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I have, uh, by the way, I, I, have you ever had uh, the plague? Because I feel like that's what I have right now. <laughs> I've had that black plague, my... Sorry, I was racist. What the hell is it? Oh, I thought you said back plague, like something was plaguing just your back. <laughs> I've had the black plague uh, back in the medieval ages. It was terrible. Uh, I was sick for a week. I was out of work for a whole week. Wait, which terrible. week? Uh, pledge week. Last week? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it, well, that's crazy, because weren't you, didn't you have, like, a streak of, like, 3,000 days working straight, and then you're out yes, for a week? Yes, I, I did, I did. I had a, I had a streak of, like, uh, 49 days of working straight, eight-hour days, including the weekends. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus! Uh, I have two... Fortune cookies in front of me. One is to my left, one is to my right. Which one is yours and which one is mine? Okay, yours is to the right. Okay. All right, let's open this up. This is mine. This is on the right. Yes, done, done, done. Okay, mine says love is the most valuable thing in life. Uh, Yeah, duh. All right. (laughs) Duh. Not very interesting. Not very insightful. Uh, all right, and this is yours. Uh, some opening music, please. Yours, yours is a mouthful. Yours says, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. <laughs> what? What do you think that means? Experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. Oh, man. I mean, uh, it means if you don't get what you want in the short term and you're forced to be there in the long term, I mean, that that means you're just, you know, you're going to be uh, working hard and uh, gaining experience in the meantime, you know, but you, it means uh, you, you don't get what you want uh, immediately. 
wishes to get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> out of where? Where are you getting the hell out of? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I thought of something different for this. By the way, I, 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 in case you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I feel like I'm moments away from death. So, you, you know, uh, I'm going I'm to say this. You know, don't take offense. I really like your voice now versus when you're healthy. <laughs> versus when you're healthy. You sound like a um, young Peter Bankman in Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not a lot of people I'd rather be compared to, so I'll take it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so these... Uh, I don't know what I have, but you don't want it. Something's going around that office. Yeah, were you really out for a week, Dick? Uh, no, I was out for like two days, two, two days. Yeah, well, that's like a week in week's time, though, oddly. That's true. <laughs> you, you'll get better, man. Right. After the sh- I'm, sure, I'm sure after the show you'll get better. So I thought of something, uh, I hope so, I thought of something different uh, for this week for the uh, fortune cookies. Now, we often on this show talk about what would happen if we could turn back time. And I figured, let's try and open the fortune cookies that would have been on the show last week had we done that. Okay? Yeah. So these are last week's fortune cookies, and we'll find out if they were right as to what happened over the weekend. Now, one is to my left, one is to my right. Which one is yours? Okay, the one on the left is mine. Okay. So I'm going to open mine I like this. Open the right this is mine. It says, today is a lucky day for those who remain cheerful and optimistic. That's mine. Yeah, yeah, cheerful and optimistic until I catch this bubonic plague. <laughs> All right, and this is yours. This is from what would have been last week's fortune. Today is a perfect day to give that special person a gift. Did you give any gifts out over the weekend? Well, I, I gave a gift out um, this morning, actually. Yeah, no, well, the, the, not this morning. I gave a gift out yesterday, actually, yeah. What was it, and to whom? It was, a, um, it was to a girl uh, who was my mentor at work, and I gave her, like, uh, you know, we had this kind of corny thing where you give an award out to, uh, you know, special recognition for someone in the workplace that you think deserves it, and I gave it to her, and, and uh, she was really kind of delighted about it. And and what was it that you gave again? Uh, oh, it was, uh, the actual gift is like, it's ridiculous. It's so corny. It's like this rock, the, work, the workplace does it. It's like this rock that says it has a little star in it, and it's they call it the rock star. So if it's on your desk for a week, you are the rock star of the week. You get like a little you know, snippet written about you on the website, and, you know, so she's the rock star of the week. I gave her this honor. She she can't even keep the fucking box? No, she can't keep it. She has to give it away after the end of the week. Uh, great gift giver you are. Um, I'll tell you what, that that whole segment just now with the turning back time fortune cookies, uh, no good. Let's not do that again. <laughs> Scrapped. <laughs> uh, so I was going to say that I feel like shit so I know you want to go through the midnight hour tonight but we'll probably keep it at just an hour tonight so I hope that's okay with no you. let's go to 2 in the morning oh Still dear up, oh dear 
<laughs> I don't think so, oh, Tim. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be hopped up on the bootleg Nyquil from Dwayne Reed at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Dwayne Reed. <laughs> what is that? Mayquil? Mayquil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Mainquil. It's by Main Street. <laughs> Got all of his uh, cologne juices in there. <laughs> oh God! Um, you know, I had a professor once, an acting uh, professor, Craig McDonald, who said that he got so addicted to Nyquil that one time it was uh, he had run out of Nyquil and it was three in the morning, and he drove uh, to Wegmans, the supermarket in Syracuse, one of them, <laughs> and he like forgot his wallet or something. So what he did was he, he uh, I think he went to take a swig of the NyQuil from the bottle, like he opened it in the store, wound up drinking the whole bottle, and wound up in the emergency room. <laughs> and he got a hold of the wrong stuff. <laughs> he must have taken that Mainquil, man. The Mainquil. <laughs> there's Mainquil and Mindquil. The, the, the daytime is the Mainquil, and the nighttime is the Mindquil. Oh my goodness! That that, that guy's got some issues. <laughs> so, how was last weekend weeks? What did you do? Last weekend was good. I hung around here. Um, went to a bar on Saturday night. Went to brunch on Sunday morning with some buddies over here, and uh, really making some good good friends here. Actually, it's, it's good. It's uh, you know it's taking a little while, but yeah, now all of them are leaving because. Uh, now they're getting, like, jobs in uh, different places. I guess that's how it works with the federal government. You you come up on your one year of service, and uh, pretty much all the doors are open to other jobs within the government. So a lot of people are leaving already. But it was a good weekend. <laughs> Very good weekend. So you're like, oh, I made some great friends who I'm about to say goodbye to forever. <laughs> exactly, yes, exactly. It's sad. It's very sad. Uh, but it's, and it's what, did you, what did you do with these people? What bar... What bar? Uh, what was the bar experience like, and and what were you drinking? Well, I went to Church Street, which is like the only kind of gathering place there is in Vermont, in Burlington. Uh, <laughs> it's like a collection of like six or seven bars and restaurants, bunch of restaurants, and it's okay. It's uh, but you know, I got a couple of Alagash whites. You know, you you got to go hard. So I go hard with the, the beer there. <laughs> And, uh, is that like the only beer they have in Vermont? These Allagash White? No, they have a lot of stuff. They have stuff. Vermont is holding like Long Trail, and uh, I forgot what else. Um, but yeah, they have a couple breweries here too. But it was it was delicious. They always have good beer. I gotta say, you know, Vermont for the most part kind of stinks, but the beer is always good. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, Thank you. You know. You know, uh, this, uh, this, this, uh, remember last week I was telling you about how I had to go to the urologist and he told me that story about Thailand? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, uh, I, I was supposed to call to get my test results back, and I think I was supposed to call yesterday, and I forgot, so I called today. Uh, and the woman who answered the phone, um, she, she was like, okay, give me a minute, and she took my name. And then she came back and asked for my date of birth, and then she was like, uh, okay, um, these tests are coming up negative, and the chlamydia is negativo. <laughs> and 
Now, I figured, is that is that really appropriate to be saying, to be like, you know, joking around about the negativo? And then I thought, what if it were the opposite result? Like, does she say that to people who are like, and the uh, results of your tests are positivo? And how awful would that be? <laughs> you know, that's what I would do if I were answering the phone. I'd be like, like a game show host, yes, you won positive. You have committee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, that would be you have that terrible. special prize from Somalia. Yeah, that's right. You won the pre- special prize from Somalia. A one-trip ticket to chlamydia. <laughs> or as John Weeks says, chlamydia. What would you say if it came back negative? How would you say it? Oh, I would be, I would be like, that sucks. It's negative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of inappropriate things, uh, before the show, uh, I had on Access Hollywood. Now, I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, people complain about the wrong Bush. They should really be complaining about Billy Bush, who uh, <laughs> co-hosts that show. <laughs> they did a whole, um, like, short film on it on Conan once, and Michael Moore was on saying, like, I went after the wrong Bush. It should have been Billy. Uh, so earlier, Access Hollywood was on, and Billy Bush uh, was uh, given a report on how George Clooney and uh, George Clooney likes Blake Shelton on the show The Voice, uh, Blake mm-hmm. Shelton, the country singer. And mm-hmm. uh, when they showed an interview from the red carpet with some uh, woman from Access Hollywood, Blake Shelton said, uh, like, she was like, how does it feel to know that George Clooney likes you? And he was like, George Clooney's heard of who I am? Well, that's, that's news in itself. That's amazing in itself. That's a horrible Blake Shelton, and I apologize. <laughs> and uh, he was like, you know, that's great in itself. And uh, then um, then he said, I hear that uh, he has a pig, so come bring the pig by, George, and we'll have a good time with the pig. And then it cuts back to Billy Bush, and he goes, well, uh, Blake, you know, I'm sad to say this, but, and I'm like, don't say it. Don't fucking say it. And he goes, but George's pig passed away five years ago. And I was like, what a fucking... Dick, and the way he said it was so dickish. <laughs> Billy Bush sucks. <laughs> How is your? Like uh, he's, he's a little annoying. He's oh, short. He's very annoying. How's how's your commute now? Commute is great. Commute used to be two hours uh, well, each way. Now it's five minutes. Isn't that amazing? Now. I realized something. I think yes. I've caught you in a fabrication because Uh-oh. last week you said that you were driving uh, two hours a day, and then I said, wait, you drive two hours each way, and you said yes. But now it has come to my attention that I think you meant you drive two hours in the entire day, and that the fact that you just said you drive five minutes uh, proves to me that it was, it was only an hour each way before, correct? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yes. Ladies, man. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, yes. It's it's like an hour and 
20 minutes commute, yes, each way. Oh, okay. But, you're right, and, you're right. And but, how long is it now? Is it really only five minutes now? Literally, it's, you know, literally, it's three minutes. So I was, I was lying about that. Wow. You were lying Isn't about the three ridiculous? minutes you just said? Well, it's three minutes. Yeah, well, it's, it is three minutes, yes. <laughs> it was three minutes, but I'm lying about the three minutes. That's what I'm getting. Perfect, right? Perfect. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it's a it's a good commute. You know, um, especially for you, I don't want you on the road at all, let alone two hours a day. <laughs> That's what my friend uh, Brian Ocarino says. He says, Weeks, I'm, I'm sad to hear that you're going to Vermont. You're farther away, but at least it means I'll live uh, another day without having to face That's... traffic with you in it. Are you talking about uh, Deacon Fry? Deacon Fry, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, last week during the intro, uh, I was singing Moni Moni, and you were singing Hanky Panky, and I think that we together made the Hanky Moni. <laughs> <laughs> or the Moni Panky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Which one, do, which one do you think we actually achieved? I think, oh, the Moni Hanky. I like that more, the Moni Hanky. Moni Hanky, not Moni Panky, but Moni Hanky. The Moni Hanky. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> weird. Your name. So all this uh, chatter about the uh, uh, Tommy James, or as you say, Tommy Jane interview, uh, we didn't have time to discuss it all last week. So just briefly, uh, you know, I was introduced to uh, this, this man, um, through a mutual internet radio host, uh, David Bowers. You might remember he came on to uh, portray Charles Ramsey. Oh, he was phenomenal. He was great. Yeah, I loved him. <laughs> you talk about ending strong. That guy ended incredibly strong. Uh, he did. But uh, he, uh, like, gave me uh, Tommy James' manager's information and stuff. So I emailed her, and then she wound up sending me just a bunch of stuff uh, to prepare for the interview. She sent um, like three CDs uh, including his Christmas album, the live CD and like the latest oh, studio wow. CD. She sent me the book which he was primarily on to promote uh, me, the mob and the music and she sent me a record of the Christmas album. Um, that's why I said to him, you know, yeah, now I have a whopping uh, two records. Although when I put his record behind my fun dot record, it fell right behind the bookshelf and I can't get to it anymore. <laughs> a great record. A great kid. I heard the interview. It was amazing. I even played it for my parents. My father was just shocked at how, uh, how great a, you know, uh, an interview was and, and how well-spoken Tommy James was. He didn't even know that. And, uh, you know, I, I saw Tommy James in concert when he plays every once in a while in the the Summer Green concerts in Hamden. And, uh, you did? I did. I saw him, and I've always liked Tommy James. I've always had uh, a couple of, of his songs on my iPod, and I've always respected his music because it's really positive music. It's really kind of fun music, and it reminds you of the times, you know. And uh, I just, you know, I thought that interview was great. You did a, a phenomenal job. Well, thank you. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a fun interview, and uh, anyone who's listening now, uh, you know, all three of you, if we're lucky, uh, go over to uh, the Tommy James uh, episode that should be below this one somewhere 
and um, download it. Put it on your uh, your iPhone, your uh, iPod, your iPad, your computer, your iTunes, um, your eyeglasses, anything eye-related. Also, the what I was thinking is, you know, technically, John Weeks, I think yes. that if you listen to our show live, I think you can mm-hmm. get it on a rotary phone. Are you serious? I think, I think you can. So. I think yeah. you can. Can you get it on one of those trucker radios? I wonder if you <laughs> <can. laughs> I hope so. Hey, would you have you ever watched a movie on a rotary phone? No, I've never done that, no. Can I you do is that to. possible? I don't think it's possible. I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. <laughs> Uh, what did I? The, the moment that keeps uh, playing back to me about the Tommy James interview was that uh, he he was caught up with the mafia because there was this guy who was head of his record label named Morris Levy, and his impression of Morris Levy was like, "This is my record. Nobody takes my record." And then later in the episode, and he was talking about Hanky Panky there and how Morris Levy threatened all the other record execs to not use the record, otherwise he'd probably kill him. So then later in the episode, Tommy James was saying how. Uh, when we were about to play Money Money, how they were, when he was living in New York, living in an apartment here, they were like on his terrace looking out on um, the city, and they they the goal was to write this rock party song, uh, and it, they needed a name though. They needed a name for the girl that they were talking about, and they just happened to see the mutual uh, insurance in New York, something whatever, uh, uh, mutual whatever the fuck it's called. You know, the mutual insurance thing. And whatever it matches up with the initials of Money Money. And that's how uh, Money Money became those words. And he said it was like a sign from God. God would say, here, here you go, Tommy. Here is the name of the song. And I was like, well, that sounds a lot like Morris Levy. And he, he said, yeah, that's intentional. Which I think uh, was a bit... It was. It was a bit surprising at the time because he does seem like a man of faith. He, he kept uh, injecting the good Lord, and he has um, a bunch of Jesus songs on his record and stuff, the Christmas record. Um, but the fact that he could joke around about it being Morris Levy, I think, was was, uh, was hilarious. Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought, thought he was uh, quite humorous, and he's very flexible. And, uh, you yeah, know, I, I thought he was great. Maybe he should have a radio show of his own. I thought, you know, he was, he was really quite funny. And uh, that interview was phenomenal. Uh, I loved it. You know, we got we got to follow that one up. Who are you going to interview next? Huh? I don't know. I didn't I didn't even schedule a normal show this week because who can you top that with? I don't even know. I, I don't know either. I, who? I, uh, <laughs> Frankie Avalon. <laughs> I was thinking maybe I could uh, top it with the guy who uh, basically invented crack, but uh, I've interviewed him already. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You See, you've been all around the world here with all these interviews. I love this. You know, uh, Been around the world like R. Kelly and Ja Rule. Been around the world and get so much love for who I am. I thank my fans so much. Some may hate, though I appreciate all my friends and family that kept it real with me. Hello. Hello. I heard uh, an R. Kelly Lady Gaga song. I thought it was pretty good, actually. 
How how fantastic is that song? How fantastic is that song? I thought it was great, and I thought R. Kelly was amazing. I think she made a great choice to to get him to be in that song. He was perfect. Yeah, there. I'm telling you, he can do no wrong by me. Anything uh, that he does musically is uh, I I love. It doesn't matter what it is. He just uh, remixed. Uh, trying to be cool by the band Phoenix after they performed together at Coachella and he came out as a surprise. And it's so catchy and awesome. You should listen to that too. Trying to be cool remix with the band Phoenix featuring R. Kelly. Definitely. I have to say he's a, he's a refreshing as an artist. He's just, uh, he comes in there at the right exact time and just picks you up and gives you a refreshing drink. He's like a Pepsi. <laughs> I don't know what that means, right. but I think he's a great, great no. artist there. <laughs> Some might say he gives you a, a different type of drink. <laughs> Some Mountain Dew, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this Mountain Dew don't smell quite right. <laughs> and it don't taste quite right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to drink it anyway because he can do no oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. So you know this uh, cloud that everyone keeps talking about? Everything's in the cloud. All my documents are in the cloud. The music's in the cloud. Can we uh, transport our jobs into the cloud and just, you know, not do them but have them be done in the cloud? <laughs> yes. I, you know, listen, I came up with this idea centuries ago. You know, oh, you uh, <laughs> centuries ago, um, not even the cloud but virtual Workplaces, actual virtual Back workplaces. Back when you had the the Black Plague. That's right. That's exactly right. I, you know, we have like games like The Sims where we can mimic lives and whatnot. Why can't we create Sims and um, create our own reality in, in this in, in this world and do our work virtually like that? You know, where you put on the a pair of virtual 3D glasses, you go onto your game system, you go to work in, in your game, and you actually do the work from home. Forget about yeah. going to work. You know? Yeah. Why can't we do that? I, it would, it would, I don't know. It would put so many... We would never need to drive. We would never need to leave our houses. It would change every everything we do and how we live. It would be ridiculous. It's kind of like uh, these ladies that think that their... Uh, I mean, their real, true reality uh, is, is uh, a female, so then they get their cocks cut into vaginas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It would be the reality of the female that dominates our culture. Yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that, right? I said females would be the dominant human human uh, being sooner or later. They would. Yes, especially if they're giving everyone else chlamydia. Chlamydia. <laughs> 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 but, but you're right. Work sucks. Going to it sucks more. I know. She left the voices on the stair. Da 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 Oh, were you not singing there? I thought you were singing when you said work sucks. <laughs> work sucks. I know. I, know. <laughs> I love that song. Great song. Great Sorry, band, Blink-182. Sorry to interrupt. Finish your thought. Great band, Blink-182. That, that was my thought, pretty much. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's, it's uh, I just, you know, the, the whole premise 
of the 40-hour work week is so stupid, man. Like, no one, no one who's human actually works all those 40 hours. And right. it's just, like, wh- whoever made that fucking rule up? Like, you know, you're lucky if an employee works half that time. Why can't we just do half the time and get paid the same amount that we get, you know, we're getting done the same amount of work anyway, the same productivity. I don't understand whose idea it was to have this 40-hour work week. Right. Well, um, I agree with that. You know, we need some revolutionary ideas in this country to shake things up, not only in in work, but uh, in education, too. I think Utah, um, in some cities in Utah or something like that, they they decreased their work week from a five-day work week to, like, a four-day work week. And they found some positive results. I think they reversed it. But, um, uh, you know, it's, like you said, though, it's, it, work should be based on the productivity and what you create and with those, within those hours. Who says 40 hours is absolutely necessary? It's not. If you could do no. what you if you could do what you do in 40 hours and 20 hours, why not let the, the employees decide how much they want to work? There should be more rights and, and abilities of the employees to control their work and their work product I just think it would be so much better. You know, every morale in the workplace would jump. I think productivity would jump, and quality of the work with the employee would jump too. So I, I just, right. I'm the people, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's especially difficult if you're under the supervision of Miranda Priestley. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's correct. Terrible. Jason Priestley's uh, mother. <laughs> yes, Jason Priestley's fictional mother. See, Jason Priestley's right. mother popped him out into the cloud. She didn't even have to be there when he was born. That's that's right. She just popped the babies out of the cloud in virtual reality. Yeah, she's a fictional character. You know, the thing about Utah, though, is that you get in trouble for thinking there. <laughs> right, that's, that's true. You get in trouble for being an independent woman over there. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes, you get in trouble for being you know, Beyonce, Michelle, or Kelly. Exactly. <laughs> you so, get in trouble guess what's for time? even playing that song, "Independent Woman" by by Destiny Child. <laughs> guess what time it is? Oh my God! Oh my God! It's the Hot Mess Awards for Top Forty. Oh. Oh, Tom Fogarty, hey, man, hey, man, what's up, sir? Hey, hey, motherfuckies. <laughs> what's up, Tommy uh, boy? Not me. I'm half past <laughs> up. Not yet. Sire, uh, how how is uh, how is your show going, and uh, when when can I see it? Uh, the show's going great, and we're just down to this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's it. Woo! Yeah. All right. And uh, where is it uh, being performed, and what it's is the show? It's at Judson Memorial Church, which is the middle southwest end of Washington Square Park. It would be 5th yes. if that continues, it's, so it's Thompson Street. All right. Yes. Judson and Church, 50, th- 55 Washington Square South. And this is uh, Being Heard, is that the name of it? This is Lillian Smith Being Heard. It's a one-woman show mm-hmm. by Lulu Fogarty about uh, Lillian Smith. 
who wrote the novel. Uh, do you have any relation to Lulu Fogarty? Uh, chances are. Yeah. Of you wear a silly grin. Yipper. <laughs> and uh, who is Lillian Smith, briefly? Lillian Smith was a white Southern writer who wrote the novel Strange Fruit that became banned and the biggest selling novel by a woman at that point in time. And then she went on to write a lot about uh, segregation and the racial politics of the South. So she was a pretty big deal in her day. Absolutely. All right, Sire. Well, everyone go check that out. Uh, Sire, who have you got for the Hot Mess Awards? Uh, My first one is, I'm not sure if it's Mark Wahlberg as a good hot mess or Tom Cruise as the bad hot mess. Have you heard this fracas that they're both in? It apparently uh, came up uh, last night. Well, I guess Tom Cruise said what he said the night before, and then Wahlberg last night at some uh, American film festival out in L.A., uh, just ripped Tom Cruise a new a-hole for... uh, (laughs) for daring to compare the work that he's doing on his new film to uh, serving time in Afghanistan. Ooh. Yeah. Mark uh, said for actors to sit there and talk about, oh, yeah, I went to SEAL training. I don't give a fuck what you did, he said. He went on. For somebody to sit there and say, my job was as difficult as being in the military... How fucking dare you while you sit in a makeup chair for two hours? I don't give a shit if you get your ass busted. You get to go home at the end of the day. You get to go to your hotel room. You get to order your fucking chicken. (laughs) I guess uh, Marky Mark was a little fired up over this whole thing. He's not playing uh, around there. Nope. Sounds like you're giving Marky Mark a good hot mess and Tom Cruise a bad hot mess. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And who is your second hot mess, Sire? My second hot mess would be the one of the stars of Tremaine, Robert Brown. Have you followed this? No. Oh, Jason Robert Brown, last five years. Great show. Hey, no, 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 no. Robert Brown, black Uh, man. uh (laughs) Not Jason Robert Brown. Uh, okay. Black actor on the HBO show Treme, apparently in June at the Macy's store here in Herald Square, after purchasing a $1,300 Movado watch, he went to hunt for a pair of sunglasses, at which point three white guys approached him in the middle of the store and publicly and falsely accused him of committing credit card fraud. He was handcuffed, paraded around the store like an already convicted common criminal, and now he's suing their ass for megabucks. Good for him. Absolutely. Jesus. Yeah. Didn't this just happen at Barney's? Huh? Didn't this just happen at Barney's New York as well? Yeah, over somebody buying a belt. So he's suing Macy's or or the guy? This guy, this happened at Macy's. Yeah. Wow. Was he uh, approached by employees, or were they just civilians? Uh, no, he said it was clearly uh, NYPD cops. It wasn't Ooh, even store oh, security. That's yeah, it wasn't yeah, even, even store worse. security. So that's they had terrible. his ass targeted from the get-go for some reason. Oh, I wonder what that reason would be. Yeah. Right. 
Who knows? <laughs> and who's your third hot mess? Who knows? Fire? My third hot mess would be this uh, football player for the Indianapolis Colts named Trent Richardson. He's a running uh-huh. back who uh, not doing so well. He's just averaging 2.8 yards a carry this year. But despite those uh, poor numbers, he would appear to be having the time of his life. He is uh, shopping around an orgy video of himself with <laughs> three other women. And, uh, yeah, hot mess indeed. It is said <laughs> that his penis is so gigantic it doesn't look human. That the girls are all like, none of them are hoes. They all like Miss Universe contestant types. He's, his muscles have muscles. <laughs> and he seems to be really good in the sack. <laughs> so if, oh if the other career goes belly up, apparently he's going to do real well in the porn industry. <laughs> That's probably what he's setting up. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. Uh, well, that sounds like. Uh, I, I mean, is, were any of these uh, ladies from Thailand? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Sire, if you haven't noticed, I my I feel like uh, fucking shit this week. Whatever's going around the city, uh, don't get it. I hope not. All right. Uh, are you boys lubed up and ready to go? Hell I'm yeah. Ready for that jack off, man. <laughs> right. You got it. Start us off, Wikimon. All righty. Okay. All righty. Time Magazine's latest cover shows a picture of Chris Christie with the headline, The Elephant in the Room. Christie wasn't bothered as he liked the picture and thought the headline was referring to the fact that Time Magazine would we'll soon be out of business. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> now, I have a very, very old colonial vagina story to tell you here. <laughs> vagina gubernatorial candidate, Ken Cuccinelli, wanted to make oral and anal sex illegal, apparently, in Virginia, or old vagina. When they found out, the ladies all over Thailand exclaimed, up with the banner, what do we do with our things? <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna get some oh, some letters on that one. <laughs> last week there went a fisher. The, last week. What did you say? I said there went some goldfish. <laughs> oh shit. There was a trout. <laughs> and there's some kittens. Uh, yeah, got a whole fucking... She's got a pet store flying out of there. <laughs> Last week, the Senate passed the Employment Non-Discrimination Act to prevent the LGBT community from being discriminated against in the workplace. Everyone at Marcus Bachman's clinic immediately started treating him a whole lot better. <laughs> Rumors continue to circulate about the Today Show replacing Matt Lauer. Denying these claims is Al Roker, Willie Geist, Carson Daly, and Ryan Seacrest. Ooh. <laughs> Matt Lauer. Ooh. Out. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> yep. This is the Today Show. 
John so Kerry. that was the Today Show. <laughs> John Kerry told Tom Brokaw in a recent interview that he has serious doubts that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Tom Brokaw had serious doubts that he wasn't talking to a horse. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Mayor Rob Ford has admitted to smoking crack during one of his drunken stupors. The mayor's excuse for being high on crack was that he was blackout drunk. Robert Downey Jr. said that if he could have used that excuse in the 80s, he'd still have a career today. Oh, wait. Uh, you've seen pictures of that mayor, right? Man. Yeah. That's scary. Well, he's going hey, animal. That's yeah. scary. Well, this was a sad little story. I heard all over when I heard this. Over the weekend, Zac Efron broke his jaw after slipping on a puddle outside his front door. Boy, I'd sure like to break my jaw over his... Okay. Kate Moss has posed for a 2014 edition of Playboy magazine. Oh, cool. Said 2001. (laughs) (laughs) Did she have a white line running down the side of her face? I think so. MTC. (laughs) On Monday, a Chicago man found his girlfriend sleeping with another man and proceeded to burn the man's genitals. I've heard of birth control, but this is just ridiculous. Great balls of fire! (laughs) That's a little overboard, man. (laughs) Damn. Just slightly. (laughs) Sam Donaldson was found not guilty of drunk driving in a Delaware court. Sam was, in fact, sober, but his eyebrows was hammered. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a dated joke, except that it just happened. <laughs> Taylor Swift covered Eminem's Lose Yourself at a local radio station this week. This was followed by Andrew W.K.'s version of Memory from the musical Cat. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> I liked old Andrew WK. Whatever happened to him? I love him. I don't know. I think I think Jason Selvig played him too much, destroyed his career. Uh oh. <laughs> well, speaking of other careers that are destroyed, WDIV Detroit News reporter Lauren Podell was reporting on a fire when she dropped the F bomb on the air. She is heard saying I don't have IFB. I don't know if we're going. Neither does Jim. I can't get this fucking thing in there. In response, Sue Simmons asked, What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) One of the great moments in broadcast history. It was. uh, She went out with a bang, didn't she? She knew how to kill a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> Following a screening of the Navy SEALs-based flick Lone Survivor on Tuesday night, we were just talking about this, Mark Wahlberg complained about actors bragging that they went to SEAL training. He suggested it was offensive for actors to compare themselves to members of the armed forces and scolded 
how fucking dare you? To which the actors replied, um, have you seen Entourage? How fucking dare you? Oh. <laughs> I hear the movies ago, they're going to make it. Oh. Ah, who gives a shit? <laughs> I agree. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Today, Maybe they could make Fifty Shades of Entourage. <laughs> I like that, actually. <laughs> Yeah, have them all fi- have them all finally get roofied up and get it on together with turtle in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The fact that you've been waiting so many seasons for them to get roofied is a bit disturbing. <laughs> no, I've just always wanted to roof a turtle. Ooh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Sweet. Today, John Boehner ruled out any action in the House this year on immigration reform. Odd, since Speaker Boehner has no problem becoming, becoming a citizen of the land of the orange people. Ah. Uh. Ah. <laughs> 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 and on the heels of that little tramp that Dust, Justin Bieber went, you know, off to, nodded off to sleep on down in South America, who then posted pictures and... and told the press that he was well-endowed and went all night and she banged, she banged. Two of Justin Bieber fans threw Argentinian flags on stage as Bieber was performing on Saturday night. The singer then used his shoes and his mic stand to push the two flags off stage. Much like in this country, this was punishable by up to four years in prison. Thank Christ. Lock that nanny up and throw away the cunt. I I ain't going to be catching Austin Mahoney calling himself pissing in mop buckets. No siree, ma'am. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, All right. Well, that was the Joke Off in the Hot Mess Awards. Tom Fogarty, break a leg with the rest of the run. I will see you one of these days. And scene. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Good night, sire. Ciao, Belly. Good night. Bye. Okay, um, so Wikimons, uh, Let's start. uh, what, what else do we need to cover? There's, a uh, oh, so we were talking about, um, Brian, Os- what is it, Osirico? Yes, Osirico. Uh, no, Brian, Nazarino, 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 Nazarino. I'm confusing him with, uh, Charles's friend, John Osirico, who, by the way, there was a kid that they, uh, didn't like, uh, Charles and his friends that hung around these bars on the Upper West Side, and uh, I guess the kid was Jewish, and they didn't like him. They called him Jucifer. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that so terrible? That's pretty awful. Like, call it to his face. Anyway, I got that from John Azarico. Much like that uh, demon horse is uh, Blucifer, except not all. Um, Okay, so... Uh, we were talking about uh, Nasarico, Reno, uh, Deacon Fry, uh, and that reminded me of when you guys stayed with me in Burbank in Patrick Blair. And uh, our, our other roommate, Greg, he just got married in Hawaii, and Patrick was there. And Jason told me that they all, like, um, my first question was, did Patrick cut his hair? Like, please tell me his hair was shorter. And he said, yeah, his hair was cut. So thank God. Um, but Jason uh, said that Patrick was uh, climbing up, like, this steep cliff. They all were doing this. And, like, I don't know, you had to get to the top, and, uh, you know, I don't know what happened after that. But 
what happened was Patrick's like uh, foot came loose and <laughs> he fell down and scraped oh my his God. chest like going like thirty feet down was just scraped his chest the like bare chest the entire way down and uh, and then the other night I ran into Jason and I was like didn't Patrick uh, have a problem and he was like yeah he fell off a cliff. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Is he alive? Is he alright? Oh yeah, he he made it. <laughs> so many issues that guy is just he he deeply disturbs me sometimes. Would <laughs> <laughs> you say that Patrick is is lovely? <laughs> yes, I would say he's oh, lovely. 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 It's lovely. Lovely. Oh, these lovely. tomatoes are lovely. Oh, these pickles are lovely. Oh, this pizza is lovely. Oh, it's lovely. The steak is lovely. The bowling pins are lovely. This bowling ball is lovely. These shoes are lovely. This wood is lovely. 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 You look lovely. You know what I say to that? I say, Hannah Montana got tired to be Hannah Montana. See that? Now she's Molly Ray Cyrus. Now we just have mouse, mousey race sires. Uh oh, you are you insinuating that mousey race forking? Mousey, yeah, that's right. Mousey race sires. I love it. I love it. <laughs> mousey been twerking all over, twerking with the dunk coming out of her butt. <laughs> that's what that's what she's doing right now. She's twerk, she's twerking and taking dunks all over the house. <laughs> what if, what if that actually happened during the VMAs? <laughs> oh my God. I think it would have made uh, would have been even more interesting. It would have been great. Robin Thick, Robin Thick was standing there behind her, and then all of a sudden, just shit shoots out like that lady Tom Ford you talked about in the department store. She gets all the way on the roof. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, that would have been the best VMA performance of all time. If you could turn back time, would you go back and give her like a laxative? I probably would. Yes. <laughs> so. We told a joke in a joke off last week uh, about James Franco uh, liking uh, to stuff cock. And uh, after we did that, Tom Fogarty goes, James Franco, party of one. James Franco, party of one. Your dick is ready. What did he mean by that? I don't even know what that means. That's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to interpret that. What, that doesn't mean anything, I guess. What? That absolutely made you know, no sense. Uh, what do you sometimes think? I feel like, you know, I feel like I'll say stuff that will confuse people that I think is, like, hilarious or, uh, especially right. with you, I'll say something and I'm lucky enough that you go with it most of the time. But, like, <laughs> it, I know sometimes it doesn't make any sense. And I think I've found the one person on this earth that can confuse me the way that I've confused others. It's Tom Fogarty. Maybe it's because yeah, he's I gotta say, he's amazing at it. He's he's very good. He sometimes he becomes other people. I think when he does these jokes, and he channels okay. different personalities. He's amazing at it. I, I don't know what what it is. I don't know what the James Franco thing was about, though. That's made pretty much zero sense. But do all these other personalities have thick Chinese accents? <laughs> they do, they do, and they're they all come. They all have Chinese accents, but they come from uh, Thailand. All of them. Yeah, that's but, what's weird about it. it. It's really it is weird. <laughs> he also, by the way, you know, you know, sometimes when you have just a great joke, like 
like that whole Seacrest joke that he fucked up. Well, last week, uh, there was that joke about Abercrombie that you delivered that was about how, uh, you know, these um, Abercrombie's adapting to, uh, to fit bigger people. And, you know, the punchline is something like, uh, oh, because fat kids reacted by saying, oh, this is just what I wanted to do. It was dressed like my skinny friends in 1997. And <laughs> that was one of the stronger jokes last week. And Fogarty, Fogarty ruined it. He was like, oh, I can't wait to hear you tell this one week, see? And then you say Abercrombie normal. You say it right. And then he says, there you go. Like, and then he just like kept interrupting you, and it really threw off the best joke of the week. <laughs> I love it. I love I love Fogarty. He's, uh, sometimes I think he's out there to sabotage, sabotage the jokes because he, he, his delivery has been pretty good, i got to say, lately. It's been pretty good. I mean, uh, yes. Yes. Solid. For the most part, amazing, except he continues to ruin, like, the one good joke I write every week. That's, that's right. I love it. I love it. And he, 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 <laughs> I think sometimes he purposely, I think, comes after me, try, tries to ruin the jokes, uh, even though I'm going to ruin them anyways, but He's, uh, you know, I, I, I love it. I just love that interaction. I think the wizard is is so important to the show. He's vital to the show. <laughs> yes, essential <laughs> to the madness and hilarious. That's last right. week you said, after I told you about my weekend with Mac last weekend, uh, you said you can make a movie out of that weekend. Now, Tommy, so are you aware that we went to the perfect pint about 30 times? What movie would be good, you know, depicting that? Well, I- I mean, you could. Uh, I mean, you could either cut all that out, or you could leave it all in and call the movie the Perfect Pine. And you know, just all your interactions at the Perfect Pine, and how your your meeting was, you know, always initiated over there, and then you always went went to something else. And it's almost like you were living at the Perfect Pine, you know. And and I think that would be a great movie, actually, Perfect Pine, featuring Ryan Holmes and Matt McAllister. But the entire movie, if it's depicted uh, factually, would be us exiting and entering the perfect pine. It wouldn't really be much time there. It would just be walking in and out about two hours. <laughs> I would definitely watch that. Actually, you could call it not the perfect pine, but a lovely weekend. A lovely <laughs> weekend. <laughs> How was your weekend? Lovely. How's the pine? Lovely. How's the perfect? Lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, lovely, lovely. So, John Weeks, were you in Newsies? I was. I was the bartender. Now, in the <laughs> I uh, last night I went to get the. Uh, I've been trying to get new face wash for like three days, and last night I went to Dwayne Reed, uh, and they didn't have it. You know, when I got the main quill, the mind quill, they didn't have the face wash I wanted. So then I, <clears throat> excuse me, I decided to go to the next Dwayne Reed, a couple blocks up, and I got the face wash I needed, and I was like. This kind of feels a little wet, but I was like, nah, nah, it's probably just in my head. I'm probably just saying. And then I go to, like, get some toothpaste, and as I pick up the toothpaste, the hand that's holding the face wash is all fucking gooey and gross with this clear oh. goo now. Oh, what was that? Oh, what happened? I don't know, and it's not, that's not even, like, it's a foaming face wash. So I was, you know, and I had to go home like that with the goo on my hand. It was gross. Oh, gross, bro. What uh, I... I think the problem is you got to stop going to Dwayne Reed. I really hate that name. Dwayne Reed just sounds like a terrible store. Who would name a store Dwayne Reed? It's just terrible. You might as well call it Dwayne Johnson. 
<laughs> I think it's because the first Dwayne Reed pharmacy was on the corner of Dwayne and Reed in, in New York. Oh, okay. That, oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. How you knew that is ridiculous. That, that's that's pretty amazing. But um, Dwayne <laughs> Reed is just it's a bad name. A terrible name. What pharmacy would you go to? Petco? I, I, that's where I go now. I go to Petco. I get my food. I get all my uh, toiletries from Petco. <laughs> it's a great place. They have everything. They have the super abrasive brushes so I can get all the dirt off. And uh, I, I live in a tank. So, I mean, I got to get my heating lamp and everything from there. You live in a tank or a tent? A tank. <laughs> with those goldfish coming out of the Thai strippers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, I, I live in a tank in Thailand. <laughs> you think those strippers shove a piranha up there? Uh, Ooh, I, I don't know. I hope. I hope not. And I hope the guys are uh, staring clear of those testicle-eating fish in the waters. Oh. <laughs> uh, so speaking of uh, Petco, what do you think the dog Mousy is doing right now? Well, I, w- I was thinking, um, Mousy is probably listening to your, your Tommy uh, Jane interview and um, loving it. Listen to a little um, sweet cherry wine, drinking a little wine, and then you know, towards the, the end of the night, inviting some friends over, some other uh, dogs, and uh, putting on a little bit of Miley Cyrus's record and twerking it and shitting all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and and. Uh, and what's your favorite scene? And she's a man. Oh my goodness! Okay. Oh my goodness! All right. My favorite scene is she's a man. My favorite scene is she's a man. Man. Featuring a man. 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 Is actually actually it's called the Battle of Morinon, or the Battle of the Black Gate. And, you know, that, that book that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote and it became a movie and they made a whole trilogy out of it, Lord of the, the Rings Mine. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's a famous battle. Um, it's fought at the Black Gate of Mordor. The Army of the West, West uh, led by Amanda Banks' character, Aragorn, marched on the gate as a diversionary tool to uh, distract Sauron's attention from Frodo. And Sam, who are carrying the, the ring to burn it, to destroy it. And he gives this rousing speech to the uh, troops of like 5,000 or so, and I guess an army of tens of thousands. thought it was amazing. So I, I, I think Amanda Baines really outdid herself here. Anyway, this is how it goes <clears throat> Sons of Gondor, of Rohan, my brothers, I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of woe and shattered shields, when the age of men comes crashing down, but it is not this day. This day we fight. By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand. Men of the West. Brilliant. Brilliant. My favorite scene and she's a man, man with a bang, a man, a man, a man, a bang, a man, Bruce, Bruce Banner, man, is when uh, Amanda Baines uh, was uh, uh, a pitcher for a Little League team, 
and uh, <laughs> and she and she broke her arm, <laughs> and and like all of a sudden, she started having this unbelievable power with her her pitch, and uh, she goes to the. Uh, doctor to figure out what's wrong with it and the doctor is uh is asking Amanda Baines all the questions the doctor asks and, and he's probably nodding his head like the Shamalia doctor was doing last week. <laughs> uh, probably nodding his head. And uh then he like goes to adjust Amanda Baines arm and Amanda Baines arm goes nuts and knocks him over the face, knocks his glasses off glasses off <laughs> and then the doctor yells out, Funky Pavlon and that's my favorite scene of season Man with the Man of Man. I love that scene. I love that movie. Wow. Amanda Bates is incredible. I love her. She is very versatile. Would you say she's a twank, twonk, or twonk versatile? She's twonking it. She's super twonking it. <laughs> but she's not shitting while twonking, is she? No, she's keeping it all in. She's sticking that laxative. <laughs> oh, she's constipated. That's right. That's right. She's constantly constipated. Constabainted. Constabainted. I like that. Constabain, mate. <laughs> oh, I'm perfectly constipated by that. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Awesome. I love it. All right. I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hey, 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 kids. Hey, hey, kids. Hey, go out, you know and fucking uh, record a podcast. All you need is a, a smartphone or a computer or a tablet or a, a rotary phone, except, you know, you'll need a, a, another device. Do it with a rotary phone and a talk boy. How about that? <laughs> rotary phone and a talk boy. Record a podcast because it is the Wild Wild West podcast right now, and anyone can have a conversation. John Weeks and I prove that every week. We're not talking about shit, but we think we are, and people seem to be liking it. You know, That's so right. go record a podcast, and at the at the as Kevin Smith says, best uh, results, you wind up having a TV show based on it. Uh, worst case scenario, you have a record of your conversations with your friends forever that you can pass down to your children, your grandchildren, great grandchildren, and they can hear your voice. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And there's no regulation on podcasts right now. You know what I mean? You can go and do it whenever. No one's going to stop you, and it's free. So, you know, go go ahead, go do it. Everyone has those back pocket stories, and people might think that they're not interesting. You are fucking interesting, so go record one. Right, Weeks? That's right. That, that's the most, that was the most inspirational speech I ever heard, actually. I, I like that. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I may just, we might just have to just start another show. What is the answer says? <laughs> Wait, was that more inspirational than the Amanda Bain speech? That, that you was beyond Amanda Bain. Actually, Amanda Bain should take some hints from you. I'm, I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm inspired now. I'm going to walk outside naked in the 20-degree weather, actually. <laughs> Just don't do that. You'll get arrested. And then we can't That's really true. do the show yeah, I'll probably, I'll unless we shine. <laughs> what did you say? I love, this. I love that, though. That was the last well, speech I've ever heard. Lovely, 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 lovely. Lovely, lovely, right. so lovely. Well, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that trick hoe? Ooh, you're going to roll her up in a carpet, put her in the oven, heat her up a little bit, and smoke her. <laughs> that was disturbing. 
Good night, Tommy. Good night, everybody. Good night, sir.